Hello, podcasters. Welcome back or welcome to I Don't Care the Podcast. I'm your host, Alexia Stefano, And today we have a lot to uncover, to talk about. I have my sticky note again full of things. Um, last week we had the wonderful Francesca Bianchi on. It's not pronounced Bianchi and yet I keep saying it that way. Um, and because I keep forgetting how it's actually pronounced. We had Francesca, the actress, the dialect coach, the acting coach, the wonderful woman on the podcast to talk all things confidence and film industry. Um, and so I didn't have a chance to talk with you guys about my life updates. Not that there's like any big news or crazy life updates or anything but we just you know it's been two weeks since I sat down and spoke to you guys one-on-one so we've got things to discuss first order of business is my new podcast setup for those of you listening on YouTube you will be able to see I wish I was over a little bit to that side um but we're started now and we're here and I'm dead center almost. So, yeah, I bought some new bottles, some glasses um, for my water and coffee and all of that. That is specifically for my podcast setup only. So, let me take a sip. Yeah. So, I'm excited about that. Uh, so, yeah, my little cute setup here. Um, for all of us to enjoy who watch on YouTube. That's um, that's the first order of business. Today is a Sunday, and I'm sure we're all feeling, you know, what is it? Sundays, like, we just feel lazier. We don't want to do anything because, you know, the weekday's coming up, and there's lots to do during the week, and, oh, you know. Tomorrow is my best friend's birthday, Thursday was my birthday. I'm officially 20. Um, that's exciting. I'm in my new era. This is the first podcast of my of my new decade. I'm officially in a new decade. How exciting. This is my third decade of life. No, whoa, I'm not 30. This is my second decade of life. Um, so, no, I'm in the third decade of life. I'm beginning my third decade of life, right? Because we go from zero to 10, that's decade one. Then from 10 to 20 is decade two. So I am a few days into my third decade, my third era. And I'm trying to figure out what I want this era to be about. Maybe it's going to be like growing into my own or doing things out of my comfort zone. Like era one was developing as a human being, growing, developing, you know, the boring stuff. Then decade two was kind of like discovery, mistakes, living trying new things for the first time and like decade three now I feel like it's it's doing the things that are uncomfortable it's stepping outside of my comfort zone it's um trying new things uh you know putting the pieces of my life together uh building a forever life like your 20s are when you are learning still, you're trying things for the first time still, but you're also like finding forever connections and you're putting your life together. So then in your 30s, you've kind of found a stability and then in your 30s, you're, you know, you've got that job and then in your 40s, you and then so on and so forth. But I feel like the 20s is when you're meant to live a little more, you're meant to make more mistakes, you're meant to try new things, live it up, and also be on the road to finding stability. So that's the new era. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, 
it's 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 a new adventure and we're all gonna live on this adventure together because we're gonna podcast we're gonna podcast for as long as we're gonna podcast for and who knows maybe in 10 years we'll be celebrating my 30th together um that's insane to think about being 30 crazy I have no words 30 just seems like so far away but it's really not it's nine birthdays away insanity um yeah so we got a lot to discuss today I'm excited to talk it all over with you guys and 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 just have a good conversation I hope you guys like this setup um, I know if you're listening just to the sound, then, you know, the setup doesn't matter to you. And even if you are watching on YouTube, I'm sure the setup also still doesn't matter to you, but it matters to me and my sense of professionalism, especially when I have guests over having like a specific setup for people, just something about it. I love it. And wasn't it so like nice when I did have Francesca on and we did have the setup. It felt just like a real podcast and I love that. All right, we've got some stuff to talk about so let's just jump right in. The first order of business is to tell you guys about something that happened on Mother's Day. Mother's Day two weeks ago, well, almost three, and um, I guess three weeks, no, two and a half, two and a half when you're listening to this, and you might be like, oh my god, what happened? Did you have a wonderful day? Yes, we did, but what I'm about to tell you has nothing to do with my mother. Actually, I guess I kind of, you know, I'm just going to tell the story. So I took a shower. And I rinsed my hair so then I could style it and have, you know, my curls and stuff. And so I showered, I got my hair wet, and then I um, put mousse and products in my hair. And the next order of business was to blow dry my hair. So I take out my blow dryer, I plug it in, and I start blow drying my hair. I flip my head upside down. I'm scrunching my hair with the blow dryer. It's getting all cute. And all of a sudden, the blow dryer just stops. It just stops as I'm upside down. And I'm like, what the heck? So I flip my head right side up, and I look at it, looking at the blow dryer. I'm looking at the wire, and I'm looking at it plugged into the wall. And then I put it down and I go to unplug it. And as I'm about to unplug it, it just starts to spark. And then two really big flames shot out and it like burnt the wall a little bit. And so I scream, fire! And my mom comes running over and my brother comes running up the stairs. And then I go, oh, never mind, because of the flame, it went out. Um, but my mom and brother still come running over to look at it. And my mom's mad because the wall got burnt. And I was like, well, this isn't my fault. Um, and then we're like, okay, well, what do we do now? My heart's racing because what, what if the house burnt down because I was blow drying my hair? What if I got electrocuted because I didn't put the blow dryer down? Um, and so we knew we needed to unplug the dryer, I mean the blow dryer, because obviously it's sparking and it's still in the wall. But we needed it to cool down because it was still hot. But I was like doing my googling. I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? How do you, how do you, how do you let, how do you, uh, how do you properly get rid of a electrical fire? And they were saying baking soda, um, a fire blanket, an ex- fire extinguisher. We don't have um, proper fire gear. So I was like, fuck, baking soda's got to work. So I grab an oven mitt. I grab some baking soda. And I'm Googling the best ways to remove a plug from the outlet in this type of situation. And my mom comes over and she's like, let me do it. And I was like, okay. But then I was still hesitant. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this isn't being done correctly. So I was like, don't do anything yet. Like, let me look. And she puts the oven mitt on and she's like, 
touching the wire and it's still sparking. It's still hot. So we're trying to figure out like what to do. And then she's like, she's holding it at the wall plug with the oven mitt. But then like she's holding it near the actual blow dryer part with her bare hand. And I was like, mom, you can't have one oven mitt on and then one bare hand. I'm like, electricity shoots through the wire. You will still get electrocuted with that one hand. So she's like, okay, then get me the other oven mitt. So I, I get her the other oven mitt and she goes to like unplug it. And I'm like, wait, just let me Google a couple more things here. Um, and I was Googling things and I was like, mom, if this goes wrong, you could die. And I was like, how awful would it be if you die on Mother's Day of all days? Um, so she's like, oh, God. I'm like, you know, OK, I think what we need to do is we need to turn off the breaker. We need to turn down the electricity um, before unplugging it. So she comes downstairs and she's playing with the breaker and, and we figure out which one leads to the washroom and so she turns it off and then she comes back upstairs and she puts on the oven mitts and and then we uh scarily with fear watch as she unplugs it successfully so now we've unplugged it we've cleaned the wall it's still a little bit black but gosh it's better um and we let the air dry the blow dryer cool down and then we threw it in the garbage but it 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 was the outlet not the blow dryer's fault um cuz then we had an, ele- an electrician come and he was like yeah it's dead it's dead and i was like hmm makes sense because i've had some issues with it in the like the past little while but uh not enough to start a little fire that was so spooky. And then we ended up, um, yeah, we solved it. You know, two women, my brother saw the flames. Well, actually, he didn't. He saw the situation and then he kind of um, left the situation after seeing it, just leaving me and my mom to figure it out. And we did. You know, thank God for Google. Because if there wasn't for Google, we would have unplugged it with the breaker still on. Um, not having baking soda ready in the case of a fire. Um, yeah, I was ready to call 911 though. I was, I was, I don't do well um, with fires or like tempting fate. So I was like, we should just call 911 and get them to unplug the wire for us anyways it was a big deal but we figured it out we got it done the electrician put in a new thingamabob so now it's all good my brother gave me his blow dryer so it's all good so at the end of the day women are powerful and we are amazing and we did it no lives lost in this household on mother's day and that's a win for us so that was that was scary and spooky and and uh I didn't love I didn't love that. But you know what? My hair looked great. My hair looked great on Mother's Day. Uh it was the perfect amount blow dried and if the blow dryer didn't spark, I would have kept going and then maybe it would have been too frizzy. So there was a couple lessons learned that day. How amazing. And then afterwards, we went for dinner at a restaurant called The Hard Bean, and it was really yummy. I had a chicken burger, which is usually, so like, I usually get chicken strips and fries, but lately I've been getting chicken burgers at restaurants, and they are so delicious. Some of them messier than not. Last night, I went to the Cactus Club with... um. Cassie, he watched my mom, my brother, and my mom's boyfriend for my birthday. And I got a chicken burger there. It's called Rob's Chicken Sandwich. I don't know who Rob is, but I love him because that sandwich was so good. Also, I was talking to Hewat because, like, chicken burgers get slandered. Is that the word? Get hated on. And... I don't understand it because every time I tell someone, 
I like chicken burgers. They're like, oh, so you like fake burgers? Oh, so it's not actually a burger because it's not beef because it's not a beef patty. Like, what's the hate towards chicken burgers? And it's not even like, it's not even just like, you can't even say that's not real because they're not even considered burgers on menus. They are sandwiches, right? Like, if if I was coming out with this, like, argument, and I was like, people hate on chicken burgers because they're not beef. You can counteract me, but you can't right now because if menus also agree that a chicken burger is not actually a burger, it's a sandwich, then we've got a problem. And what's what classifies who who made that decision? Because it's on burger buns with the same layers of things you put in a burger. It's just not beef or even the vegetarian chicken or sorry, the vegetarian burgers are still considered burgers. So why is a chicken burger not considered a burger? I mean, it's a valid question. Because a chicken sandwich, if I were to just ask you to make me a chicken sandwich, you would make me like a, an actual chicken sandwich on like sandwich bread or toast bread. You wouldn't think, oh, she wants a burger. She wants a chicken burger, right? Or am I just insane? But I think I'm right. Kiwad and I were talking about it. She thinks I'm insane. And I was like, I understand. Like, logically, I'm with you. I 100% believe that a chicken burger is a burger. But I believe other people don't agree with that statement. Crazy. So anyways, I had a chicken burger. But on the menu, it's called Rob's Chicken Sandwich. So honestly, maybe I am mad at Rob. Because yeah, his burger is great. But why aren't you classifying it as a burger? That's the question of the day. Why is a chicken burger considered a sandwich and not a burger? If you can answer that for me, please do. Because I'm very interested. Um, so yeah, we went to the Cactus Club yesterday and that's what I got. And he got like a chicken teriyaki with rice kind of bowl and I had a bite and it was really good but things that are like super saucy or creamy for me I can only have a few bites of I can't eat a full plate of it so I knowing me if I did order that I could probably only have three bites of it and then I'd be bored of it we're just like it's too much I don't know what that is about but yeah Uh, my mom had pasta Cassie had some mini burgers. I don't remember what Francesco had or Terry. I don't know. But it was good. Food's always good at the Cactus Club. Um, So that's what I did for my birthday with people. But since Cassie and I's birthdays are only a few days apart, every year we celebrate together. So I'm the 25th and she's the 29th. Usually we celebrate like the middle, like the 27th, because that's like right in the middle. Um, But this year we did it early because why not? We went, we took a little girl's road trip to Harrison Hot Springs (laughs) and we got a pedicure. One of the best pedicures I've ever had before with like the best color ever, um, color 44. So if you're ever in Harrison and you ever go to the Harrison Nail Salon, Check out Color 44 in the shellac stuff because, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful blue. Um, And then we went to Sam's Pub, which is like a a second off of the main strip. And I love their food there. I had chicken strips and fries. And they used to have pina coladas, but apparently they got rid of their blender, which is another frustration I have with restaurants. Why? not just have a blender because I guarantee you your slushy drinks would be best sellers. So why aren't you selling slushy drinks everywhere? Restaurants, especially me, I only love slushy drinks. It could be like a, it can be, it like I just want a slushy drink. And so many restaurants 
do not have slushy drinks. That is why I chose to go to the Cactus Club yesterday instead of Earl's or Brown's or Orange or all those other good places is because I knew they had Bellinis. And I just love a slushy drink. My go-to is a pina colada, so I was really devastated that they didn't have a pina colada anymore. Because that's what I was telling Cassie. I was like, let's go. They have pina coladas. I was talking about the pina coladas for days, weeks, months in advance. Just for the waiter to... Literally, she was rude, too. I was like, can I have a pina colada, please? And she goes, no. And I was like, uh, okay. Can I have... well?" do you guys have any slushy drinks then? And she goes, no, we'd like stop serving slushy drinks for like a year now. I was like, oh, okay. She goes, I'll give you a minute. And she like just walks away. She's so rude. Yes, I still tipped her. I give her like five bucks because at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it was too many buttons to click to hit the no tip on the machine, so I still gave her the highest tip, and it was only like $5, so I was fine with that, um, but why so rude? She was rude the whole time. I think it's because she knew she wasn't going to get like major tips from us and that she couldn't, fl- she could have flirt, she could have flirt, you know, but she was rude. Um, anyways, so we did that. We went for a little walksies, but it was so windy and like our hair was blowing everywhere. It was hard to stay balanced. Some like gravel sand was getting into our eyes, in our shoes. It was a disaster, but it was a good time. And then we went to the big hotel so I could go pee before, um, leaving. And then we left. We road tripped it home. But there was construction, so we it was like a slow road trip home. Um, also not a road trip, like 40 minutes, but hey, fun nonetheless. I blasted the music. Her car only goes to volume 33. So I had it at volume 30 because I didn't want to max it and then, you know, um, accidentally burst the speakers or anything. Uh, and then I was singing and I was dancing and she was driving peacefully. She didn't dance. She didn't sing. But it was okay. I sang and danced for the both of us. Um, And then she dropped me off at um, a friend's house. And we had game night. Uh, I get so intense. You ever want to play heads up with me? Fine. But just know I will scream in your face. I will scream in your face. I will scream. I will, yeah. There's no, like, me playing heads up goes from, like, energy zero. I could be in the, I could be the most lazy person in the world, but you say want to play games of heads up, and I could be zero energy all the way to 100 energy in one round. And I'm good at it. I'm good at heads up. Although a couple of times I wasn't good, and just, like, with certain words. Like, one person was, like, triangle, circle. And I screamed, chimpanzee! But in my defense, I heard animal instead of triangle. And, and, I mean, it's not a far stretch to go from animal, circle, chimpanzee. It is a far stretch to go triangle, circle, chimpanzee. But again, I heard animal and not, and not triangle. The word that they were trying to get me to say was square. I did get it. I did get it momentary, momentarily after I said chimpanzee. The other one that I did, which actually is quite brilliant if you ask me, is I had my word and my brother screamed, OJ! And just think to yourself what you would say if someone screamed, OJ, as a hint. Okay, now that you've thought about it, I said, Simpson! And I just, without hesitation, I said yes. Like, I gave myself the correct point. It was not O.J. Simpson. In fact, it was orange juice. Um, <laughs> which I guessed after. But, like, come on. You can't say O.J. and not expect Simpson to be the, the response back. But it was orange juice. 
It's fine. I love this game. I nail it. I'm great at it. I got like one of the highest scores every time. Um, you just kind of like have to hone in, not look at anyone in specific, but like just, I don't know. It's so good. But then when I'm the one making you guess, I want you to win. I want you to get it. I want you to get it so bad. So I just scream in your face. Um, and some people don't appreciate that, but then don't play heads up with me. (laughs) No, um, it's so fun. I love that game. Uh, I played Cornhole for the first time, which was really fun as well. Uh, I think we should get it for this house because it's just a fun thing. And it's easy. I love a sport that doesn't require body movement. Like all I have to do is like take one step forward and swing my arm and let go of the sack. And I love that. That's a good sport. They were also playing tennis. I mean, badminton. But badminton is a little bit too much movement for me. It requires a little too much. So cornhole was so exciting. Um, So cornhole and heads up were really where I was at. It was a good time. And then we chit-chatted a little bit and then we left. And it was a good day. It was a great overall day. Um, I love – see, that's like a good – That's a good day for me because, yeah, I was doing things, but it didn't require a lot of energy. It didn't require a lot of planning and scheduling and not a lot of money involved. It was great. It was great. It was a great day. (sighs) You guys, I feel targeted. I feel attacked. I feel vulnerable. I feel... Like I am being, I feel like I need a security guard. I think my life is in danger. Um, It's scary and I'm over it. So I'm going to talk to you guys about it because it's something that's weighing heavy on me and it's something that needs to be addressed. And that is the massive fucking spiders in my house that are targeting me. They are coming at me. They know that I don't like them. So they are attacking me. And I feel threatened. And I feel vulnerable. Now you might be thinking, Alexia, how big could these spiders be? Literally, it could be the size of a a mouse. Okay? They're insane. So let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about these fucking spiders, okay? I hope you're sitting, I hope you're ready. Check around, make sure there's no spiders around you. Because I'm sure by the time I'm done this story, there will be. And hopefully I can manifest them to be around you guys and not me because I'm over them. (sighs) Okay. So the other day, I was rinsing out Luna's pool in the backyard. And I just figure, hey. Let me squirt the hose over there. And as I squirt the hose over there, a fucking massive spider the size of a tennis ball starts running. And I start freaking out. But I'm like, you know what? You're in control. You have a hose. Drown that bitch. So I'm squirting it with water and I'm pushing it into the corner and I'm just spraying it. I'm spraying it. I'm spraying it. I'm spraying it. Definitely. I killed it. Um, But it was huge. And you know what? I was okay though because it was outside and I again I had I had control because I had the weapon. I had the hose. So I felt I felt okay and I felt powerful that I just killed that bitch. And then the next day I go outside and I'm getting the pool ready for Luna again and I'm waiting for her friends to come and then all of a sudden that same spider that I thought I killed is in the same spot that it was at yesterday, the day before. Alive, well, walking around. And I freak out. And I take a video because I am baffled that that spider that I know I killed, the same one, just showed back up. Baffled. It's like it reincarnated itself just to... Just to freak me out. I I was not happy with it. And it's huge. Again, the size of a fucking tennis ball. 
Insanity. So what do I do? I get the hose again. And what do I do? I drown it more than I did the day before, not ever allowing a possible chance of this thing coming back again. But guess what? It came back again. The third day. And I am at war. I am at war with the spider. Now you might be like, why don't you just step on it or like like push it down the drain? Because it's not that easy. Okay, and when you have a fear of spider telling someone to just step on it or, you know, put a, put, put a glass on top of it and bring it outside, like, are you dumb? If I have a fear of spiders, you think I'm going to put a glass on top of it and then put a piece of paper under it and then carry it out? I'm scared of spiders. I don't want to be within 15 feet of that thing. You think I'm going to save it? No. So day three of this war with the spider, and I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I get the hose again, and I do the same thing I did the other two times, but again, I do it more, and I, I'm, I'm not going to let it survive. Guess what? I won because the next day, the fourth day, it did, it, it must have not died when I was shooting it, but because it crawled back to like the spot that it's usually been, but then it died there. It died there. And then I got my brother to um, discard the body. So anyways, we I was at a three-day war with the spider and it finally died on the fourth day. Um, so I got that bitch and it was so exciting and I was so happy that it was dead and that I did it. Um, and I felt powerful. Until. <sighs> so I bought these chairs and I bought this setup and for the podcast. And I come downstairs all happy. I brought a vacuum cleaner. I brought the speaker. I brought Luna. And I'm getting ready to clean downstairs so I can organize the new setup. I'm all happy. And I close the door anticipating a spider because spiders love corners. So I'm prepared. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this daddy long legs or whatever. And I'm so excited. I'm prepared for it. I closed the door and the biggest spider I've ever seen in my entire life, the size of my hand. Look at your hand. That's the size of the spider. Okay. Massive. I scream on the top of my lungs. Bloody murder. I am screaming as if I was just murdered, okay? Or a murderer is in the house. And honestly, a spider is unpredictable and it could have killed me, especially being that size. So, I'm staring at it. I'm trying to FaceTime Hewat. I'm sending her videos of the spider and she's like, holy shit, that's massive. I call my mom and she tells me to get hairspray. And so, I run upstairs. I get hairspray. And I run downstairs, but I put shoes on. Of course, I'm wearing sho outside shoes because I'm not going to tempt faith, okay? <sighs> I'm just, I'm getting all worked up thinking about it. It's so scary. Okay. I start spraying it with hairspray. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. I forgot a part of the story. So I'm texting with Hewat because I'm terrified, right? And I'm sending her pictures and um, and I'm just I'm quickly texting and then I look up and the spider's gone. Within a millisecond, the spider left. <sighs> so scary. And so then I find it on the other side of the door. And so then that's when I started to hairspray it. And then it went back into this room. And I'm still hairspraying it. And then it crawled onto the floor and I'm screaming and I'm freaking out and I'm recording, but I'm hairspraying and it starts like running. And so I'm screaming at my dog to like save herself and to run away. And she's just looking at me like I'm a lunatic, which sure, maybe I was. But also when there's a massive spider there and you're home alone because they know when I'm home alone and they purposely are attacking me when I am home alone. <sighs> There's only so much you can do. So I'm screaming. I'm freaking out. I'm trying to hairspray this thing, but the hairspray is not doing anything. It's just making it angry at me. And so then it runs into another room and um, I pick up, I pick up myself. I, I, 
calm, I'm cool, I'm collected, I'm really not. And I open the door and there it is. And I just grab a shoe and I just start smacking it and I'm like, die, die, die. And then it did. And then I left the body there for my mom because I I don't know why, but I'm more scared of dead bodies than I am of living spiders. Um, but it was huge. And it was terrifying. And I'm not okay. And they're coming after me. And they're just targeting me. It's not okay. I'm not okay. It's not fine. Why every week do I have a spider story? Because they're coming after me. So then on my birthday, and it's May 25th, 12 a.m. in the morning. I'm reading a book, my book club book, Strangers to Ourselves, Rachel Aviv. I'm learning. And out of the corner of my eye, I see something run. And so I quickly look at it, and it's another fucking spider about the size of my thumb. Why are they so big? I don't know. And 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 so I pick up myself, and I'm like, Alexia, you're 20 now. It's your birthday. What are you going to do about it? Call your mommy? I mean, I would, but she's sleeping. And so I grab a shoe. I move luna's bed because that's like where the spider was and this was such a fast spider why are they big and why are they fast and it starts like running and i start screaming and i don't care that it's 12 in the morning um and i kill it and i'm like why why are these spiders coming after me i'm tired of it and um and then i discarded the body because what anyways um And then I go to bed and I'm like so wary and I'm starting to read the book again and I'm just not okay because I'm just over these spiders and that wasn't the first thing that I wanted to do as a 20-year-old. And then in the morning, my mom's like, why were you screaming? And I was like, because of a spider. Because of a spider. I'm unwell. And um, I just needed to... I needed to get that off my chest because it's been a problem. We had ants at the front door. Just stink bugs. <sighs> everything is coming to get me. Um, everything is coming to get me hard and strong. <sighs> it's crazy. Um, okay. I'm... T- I'm over it. Let's just let's just put out in the universe that there are no more spiders coming after me. Um, please and thank you. On better news, I know I told you guys about the sugar daddy scam, but not to fret. I got my money back. Uh, apparently, they didn't actually take it. So I sent it. One of them took like some money, um, but then the rest of it, it went back into my account. And so that's good news. And I'm happy about that. Um, so that I just wanted to give you guys that little update. But I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about something that Kim Kardashian said. Now, if you guys know Jay Shetty and his podcast On Purpose, you know that he had Kim Kardashian on. And he has wonderful podcast episodes where he gets really raw and real with people and they talk about, you know, their purpose in life. And Kim was talking about parenting a lot. And she was honestly getting a lot of hate for things that she said because because people discard the fact that the Kardashians are people. So many of the times people, um, you know, if if you're a rich person, people degrade your problems. They're like, well, you have money. Well, you're famous. But money and fame don't solve problems. They might actually start new problems, ones that we as regular humans don't understand. So People are hating on Kim Kardashian hardcore because she was talking about the struggles of being a mom. You know, she's like, as a single mom, I have four kids who want me to put them all to bed at the exact same time 
And I just can't do that. I can't put four kids to bed at the same time when they want to sleep in their own rooms. And so she's like, you know, it's really hard to please everyone and it's really hard to um, deal with tantrums. And, And anyway, she's talking about it. She's like, it's the hardest job and it's the most rewarding job. And people are so mad at her and just like disgusted by her because they're like well don't you have like one nanny for each kid and aren't you so rich that you don't have to do this and that and well how can you be struggling when you are so rich and you can just pay for people to help well just because someone's rich and might have help doesn't mean that they're not hands-on themselves so I you should never comment on other people's parenting because you don't fucking know anyways um So she's getting a lot of hate for that podcast. But I watched the whole thing and honestly, Kim is a wise person and Kim has lots of love and wisdom to share with people. And just it's unfortunate that when people think about the Kardashians or Kim, they think fake, they think plastic surgery, they think degrading, they think problematic. And they're not. They're not problematic if you just look at them the right way. Anyways, I'm not here to praise the Kardashians, though I do love them. I'm here to talk about something that Kim said, which is, if there is something about yourself you want to change, you can't expect to change other people. She didn't say it exactly like that, but that kind of made me think. That really made me think because she was talking about you know, friendship and, and, and relationships. And she's like, if there are things that you wish or want to change about yourself and you haven't yet, why in the world do you think that you can change other people? If there's something about yourself that you really want to change, the expectations of going into something and thinking you're going to get a different result or thinking you have the power to change someone is so selfish and so crazy and everyone does it if there are things that you want to change about yourself and you cannot change them or you haven't done that work yet or you're not willing to how in the world do you think that you can change someone else and that was that was like an eye opener for me that was a perspective that i've never even thought of before um yeah, like it it was it was a big thing. I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's so true." In friendships and family, in relationships, like whatever it may be. If you are going into it thinking that you can change someone or if there's something that you don't like about someone and you're like, "Oh, well, I can change it." How? Because have you changed every single thing that you wish to change in your own life? Are you exactly the person that you want to be? Because if you're not, how can you expect to do that for others? How can you expect, A, someone else to change if you're not willing to or if you don't know how or if you don't think you need to? And how do you expect to change other people if you don't even have that own power on yourself? I thought that was such a crazy thing that she said that I was like, whoa, I've literally never had that thought in my life, but it's so true. And then it it goes for the other way around. How can I expect someone to change me if I can't change me or if they can't change themselves? So I think that's a really good thing to think about when you are starting new relationships or when you are thinking about current ones that you're in, whether it be friendships, partners, family, whatever, is like, what is your place in that friendship? What is your, what are you bringing into the friendship? What are you taking out of the friendship? What are they bringing into it? What are they taking out? What is your role? Am I here to help you change? Because you can be a supporting hand to help someone change. But I think an expectation like, oh, I can change this person or I can change that thing about them or I can do that. Can you? Do you have that power? Do you have that control? Because you might not even have that type of control on yourself. I, I, I can't explain like that moment of hearing her say that and being like, whoa, 
whoa, what a perspective. And I don't even remember exactly what she was talking about in particular. I know it was, you know, I think I think she was just giving advice you know, to people who want to start new friendships, to people who want, like, to her kids, what she says to her kids. And and that is such a powerful thing. And that's something that we could all remember um, in different realms of living and being. Like, if, um, if I'm meeting a stranger – no, not even that. Like, if I'm someone who wants to give advice to someone else and it's unsolicited, first, you have to think – would I take this advice? Would I want to hear this advice? Would I want to be given this advice? What is me telling this person the advice doing? Is it just like me getting something off of my chest? Is it me trying to project onto them? Or is this actually me trying to be helpful? Do they want my advice? Do they need it? Because if you're just giving it, then like, ah, you know what I mean? So I think that kind of what she said can be taken into a bunch of different ways of just thinking. Um, And then Jay Shetty, he said something along the lines of, um, oh, what did he say? Like, like I can be helping someone on their journey and not have it be related to like my journey. That's not at all what he said. Let me try and find what he said. But it it was really powerful as well because sometimes when we're thinking about people and their lives and how we can help them, it's like, how can we help them? And in turn, how does that affect my life? But sometimes you can just help someone and it just be about their journey and not your journey. And that's really a powerful thing to think about. You're never trying to get someone to the next step in your journey you're trying to get them to the next step in their journey. Yeah. And I think you're so right that when we're doing self-work, we are constantly preaching to other people about the things we want to hear yeah. and the things we want to do. So yeah, when you're helping people, when you're doing something for someone, it shouldn't be about you. It shouldn't be about how it's going to benefit you, how that might, you know, oh, tit for tat, or I'm doing you a favor, you do me a favor. When you're there for someone else or when you're you're willing to help someone or or just be there for someone's journey it should be about their journey in that moment it should be about them it's just like a different way of saying like it doesn't all have to be about you you can do things out of selflessness you can do things for the benefit of other people and it not benefit you and that's fine you should never do things that are going to harm you or put you in a depressive state or that you don't want to do but when you do things it doesn't always have to be about you and that's so powerful so this podcast episode with kim and 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 shay jay um it was just really it was a lot of wisdom shared. It was a lot of insight shared. It was maturity and just a good thing to listen to at any age. And all of his interviews are really amazing. Uh, he has wonderful people on. There's someone for everyone. Uh, I mean, there he's just had he's had Paris Hilton on, Bob Parison. He's had um, Kendall Jenner, Macklemore, Selena Gomez. Um, Dr. Andrew Wheel, Raquel Stevens, just like a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of wonderful people. Um, Megan Trainer, you know, just a slew of John Legend, a slew of people. And it's the point where you get to listen to all of these celebrities just like be real and honest. It's a great interview. I mean, it's a great podcast. Check it out. Um, and so, yeah, I just love to learn little quotes or I love when things open my eyes because the older we get, and I know I'm 20, I get it, I'm young, but I think we could all agree the older we get, those, we get less experiences where we're learning something for the first time or when our eyes are being opened to a new way of thinking. And that is what makes us less of 
good human beings is when we think we know it all, is when we think that we have it all understood. And I don't think we ever will. I don't think anyone ever feels that way, even if you're 99. Well, maybe when you're 99, you finally do because you're like, well, I'm going to fucking die any moment. So like, this is it. Um, But learning and discovery is such a blessing that we all get to experience and it's not every day. So when we do get to have those experiences, I love to share them because oh man, just if if it's an eye opener for me, it might be for you. It might not be for you, but I don't know. It's just so, it's so fun. Um, oh, also before I forget, Lisa Courier, who we had on the show and who will be back, just dropped a book. She's a published author. She has a chapter in a, in a book called The Mom Babes, volume three. So check it out. Buy it. You can buy it from her. I'm sure you could buy it on like chapters or something. I have a copy of it, so I will be reading it. And then I will be having her back on to chit chat all about her wonderfulness and her career and and all things. So I just wanted to say that before I forget. Check out her book, um, The Mom Babes, and give it a read. It's about mothering. So if you're a mom, it will be perfect for you. I actually don't know if it's about mothering exactly, I think it's about parenthood. Um, and, uh, lots of different personal stories about people. So check it out. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I'm just so, I think I'm discovering, ha ha ha, that I love to discover and that that's what's going to make me a stronger human and a more empathetic and sympathetic human being. Um, and that's something that first as an actor, is very important, but also like as a good human is important. And uh, I want happiness and I want to be a good human. Those are the things that I want in life. So it's very, very exciting. Um, Let's see. What else do I have to say? Well, there's a story called The Mouse, but I'm going to save that for when he walks back. And I was also going to talk about uh, Big Brother Canada season 11 winner. But again, I'm going to save that for when he walks on. Oh, I got a mean comment. And I get mean comments sometimes and I think they're really funny and I don't get bothered by them, but I do love to share them with you guys so we can just like think about it um, and how stupid people are. So let me read it to you. Why does everyone and their mom think they should have a podcast? That's the new hip thing to do, I guess. Also, telling someone you are interesting And entertaining while not being entertaining is just stupid. Just thought you should know. Okay, Alexandra Mason 6691. Sorry, Alexander Mason 6691 on YouTube. Um, I don't give a fuck. If you don't think I'm interesting because of a one minute video you saw, then turn me off. If you don't like the fact that everybody is having a podcast now, then don't listen to podcasts. And it is true. There are so many creators coming out with podcasts. But you know why? Because creators love to create. And it's a cheap way to, you know, build an audience. It's a cheap way to start something. Yeah, I'm saying it's cheap because you can really do it with a $12 microphone and and your phone. And that's it. And then obviously the more things you want, the more expensive it gets. But yeah, everybody has a podcast and there's a podcast for everybody out there. This might not be the one for you and that's fine. But I love creating it. It's mine. I get to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about and I get to stay creative and I get to do things within my industry. And I'm sure that's a big reason that other people have podcasts. So you know what? Podcasting is fun. If you want to start one, start one. Who's going to stop you? I just felt like sharing that mean comment because people are stupid. Calling me stupid because I say I'm entertaining. I'm an actress. I'm a performer. I'm a podcaster. My job is to be entertaining. You don't have to find me entertaining. Some people probably find me so annoying and that's also fine. Oh my God. Okay. As a Canadian actor... As a Canadian and a Canadian actor, 
I have felt that I've wanted to watch more Canadian shows recently um, because I'm like, well, that's what I would be more likely to be casted in or I would be in front of those auditioning in front of those casting directors or those um, producers and directors. So I wanted to make sure that I can see kind of more of the styles of shows that I could potentially audition for or for the people that I might audition for. So I started watching Pretty Hard Cases on Netflix. There's two seasons on Netflix and then there are three seasons in, th- three seasons in total. Um, so I'm, I'm watching the third one not on Netflix. But it is such a good-ass show. It's giving like Brooklyn Nine-Nine but Canadian. And instead of it being about like the whole office, it's specifically about like four people. And you get such a good dynamic between the two main characters, Sam and um, Kelly. And they remind me so much of Hewat and I, just their energy and the way they talk to each other and how Sam is like kind of annoying and then Kelly is like the cool girl. It's it's Hewat and I to a T. I would be Sam and she would be Kelly. And I just love it. It's such a good show. I recommend it to all of you. If you want a good laugh, it's, um, it's you know, it's two detectives doing their work while creating a friendship. And, you know, one's a mom who went through a divorce and the other one is trying to find love and, um, and wanting to start a family. It's just a good comedy drama. Because then you're getting to see them solve crimes. And, and okay, Katie Douglas is in the show. And every scene with Katie, a.k.a. Jackie Sullivan, is so good. And she was dating her scene partner, like her boyfriend in the show. They were dating in real life at the same time. And the way that made their connection on camera so much better like I feel like sometimes it could be for the worst for your characters if you're dating in real life but I just loved watching them because they were so handsy with each other and I think that just elevated their acting because you could see how comfortable they were you could see that they really did connect with one another in the show because of their in-person kind of relationship and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but it fucking worked for this and they are brilliant actors um you will know katie douglas for being abby in Ginny and georgia and i don't know his name sawyer something he is in wednesday uh so just fantastic brilliant actors canadian everyone canadian in the show So I also like to watch it because I'm like, I could work with these humans one day as well. And um, it would just be exciting to kind of know everyone a little bit. Um, I don't, it just, I don't know, something about watching these shows and knowing that it's Canadian just puts a smile on my face because it's created here in Canada. And, you know, these are my fellow co-workers essentially and it's just exciting and to know that great shows can also be Canadian shows is fantastic man do I love pretty hard cases watch it have a good laugh it's only three seasons you're not wasting a bunch of time and it's just good you know when like the dynamics between characters is amazing and it makes you want to watch that's this the first episode, I don't know if I was going to be into it. But then I saw Katie Douglas and I was like, oh, I'm going to love it because I love everything she's in. Um, but then it just was good. And I love it. And I love it. I love it. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ah, oh, you guys. This was um a really good podcast episode talking all about updates, life updates. Um. I kind of was lightheaded throughout the whole thing, so I'm sorry if it was a little wonky. I don't know why I'm lightheaded. I think it's probably because I didn't eat and it's 3 o'clock and I haven't eaten anything today because nothing sounded good to me. It's a problem of mine. I can only like eat what I'm craving. Um, It's weird. Alrighty, I will see you guys next week. Hopefully, 
he what is here. I'm trying to force her to be on next week's podcast episode. Uh, so stay tuned for some fun stories with Hewat, hopefully. Thank you guys for tuning in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching. Follow me on Instagram at Alexia underscore DE underscore Stefano and at I don't care underscore the podcast. And have a fantabulous week. I'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Wow.